This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. They're experts in helping you get out of debt. Although it might be offered with the best of intentions, there's a lot of bad financial advice out there. And I think anybody can attest to just watching television, listening to the radio. There's all kinds of stuff out there that you think, oh, that sounds like a good idea. But the good thing about Blair Mountain is that he knows better than a lot of people that when it comes to money matters and dealing with debt, there are an awful lot of pitfalls to avoid. And every day, Sands and Associates talks to people across the province who are looking for debt help and expertise. So, Blair, when offered financial advice, specifically or in general, what's the first thing that you would do? Well, thanks for the question, Elaine, and I'm really happy to give a pretty straight answer is the first thing you do if someone tries to give you financial advice is you consider the source. So, you know, sometimes friends and family, they don't give us the best advice, and it could be completely unintentional, but they just might simply not have all the facts. So the number of individuals I have in my office who say, well, you know, my brother told me this or my sister or my dad or, you know, my friend said, you know, there's nothing I can do with tax debt. Or my friend said, you know, my wife and my husband, you know, everybody's responsible for everybody's debt. There's just a lot of misconceptions that are out there. So you definitely need to make sure you're getting professional advice. First off, uh, even if there's someone well-meaning, they just might not have all the insights that are relevant to your specific situation. And if it is coming from a professional that you're getting advice, just make sure, is it the right person to be giving you this advice? You know, a little bit um, jokingly here, but you wouldn't ask your dentist to look at your car or you wouldn't take your taxes to your doctor. So I'm sometimes surprised uh, the individuals that, that people do take financial advice from. You know, essentially, they might not be aware of a licensed insolvency trustee, but you do need to be aware that there are people that can help you figure out uh, how to deal with your debts. And there's other folks that might be well-meaning, might still be part of the financial industry altogether, but would really have no specific idea about insolvency because they've never faced it or perhaps a client has never faced it. You know, even for myself, I worked with one of the biggest accounting firms uh, in the world for a number of years, and I had no idea about consumer proposals or personal bankruptcies, even though I worked in corporate restructuring. It just wasn't something a part of my day-to-day life. That's only when it impacted me personally. If someone I really cared about had a debt problem, I realized exactly how much I had to learn. And I was already a financial professional with a large accounting firm. So if I really didn't have a good grounding, the average person trying to give you advice, you know, probably doesn't have a very solid grounding and might un- you know, unwittingly, unknowingly, be sending you down a path that's not the best path for you. And then when you do get this advice or you hear something and then you go online to research it a little bit more, then again, you have to be so careful on where this information is coming from. Yeah, again, it's coming back to consider the source, you know, who's giving you the information and do they have a vested interest? You know, sometimes things can seem too good to be true, and it's because they are. There's promises that are being made to you that once you've committed to something or paid some fees, you'll find out there's actually nothing backing those promises up. So definitely consider the source online, even doubly so, uh, when it's coming from a, from a person that you might trust. Okay, so let's talk about um, the, the common types of financial professionals that are out there that you might suggest people folks with, uh, uh, connect with rather on various money issues or matters. 
Exactly. There is the big four of financial professionals that I definitely recommend. You might not need every one of these at every stage in your life. Some people will, but for the most part, it's just really important to be aware of who's out there and what they can do for you. Uh, So number one on our list is a financial planner. So, you know, I often meet with people that are struggling to bridge the gap of their income and their expenses, and they don't have a long-term goal, a long-term view of where they're heading to. And there's the old adage that if you don't know where you're going, any path is going to get you there. And the odds are you're going to end up to, you know, an outcome that's not the, the best one for you. You're not going to have that, you know, stress-free retirement with a whole lot of money put away unless you start pretty early with a financial plan and you make some choices and sometimes they're not that hard of choices but they require a focus um, to help you manage your income and your savings and ensure you're going to have an acceptable standard of living upon retirement so a financial planner i encourage people you know anybody new starting off in the working world to have those meetings early on you know even consider using a robo advisor you know an online financial planner the most important thing is just to start doing it just to start putting money away the best practice is up to 10 percent of your take-home pay saved for long-term growth you're never going to regret Um, having that plan in place as early as you can in life. What about an accountant, Blair? How important are they? Well, it depends on your situation. For anybody who is self-employed, an accountant is absolutely critical uh, because, yeah, you can do your own taxes with CRA each year, uh, but there's a reason why accountants do charge the fees that they charge. They've got to be up to date on all of the new legislation every year. Um, They're going to help you negotiate or sort of navigate, avoid any pitfalls with your tax filings um, and help you get set up right from the start. So if you're self-employed and you're not compliant with CRA, nothing can shut you down more quickly than CRA deciding they're going to start freezing your bank account or they're going to intercept money your clients are paying to you. They can literally choke off your revenue at the source if you're not compliant with CRA on a regular basis. So for most individuals, you know, who work a T4 job, who don't have a whole lot of complexity, they may not need an accountant now. They, you know, may need one periodically if they're doing significant transactions or something. But for anybody that's self-employed, an accountant should definitely be on your speed dial. It should someone you're checking in with at least a few times during the year. Okay. So number three, and, and most, uh, most lawyers would say they should be number one, but number three <laughs> is a lawyer. How big, a, how big a role should they be playing in this? Well, this is definitely not an everyday thing. You know, very few people are going to have a lawyer on retainer all the time, you know, ready to answer any questions for them. I don't think it's someone you need necessarily on your speed dial as much as your accountant if you're self-employed. But if you are going through certain life events, it's definitely the case that getting professional assistance can save you a whole lot of of heartache and and pain later than if you try to do things yourself. Um, So a couple of significant things where you would want to get a lawyer involved is at the beginning of a marriage or cohabitation, um, you know, you may want to set out a cohabitation agreement. You may may want to be really clear about assets, about if the relationship doesn't work out. The time to do that is before you start cohabitating or get married. Uh, Also on a separation or a divorce. You know, can you download forms online to try to do it yourself? Yeah, you can. uh, But I wouldn't say it's the smartest thing to do. Uh, Again, there's a lot of intricacies of court practice in BC, and you're generally better served by having a professional work with you. Uh, When you're starting up a business, it can be important for a lawyer if it's an incorporated company to help you do the incorporation correctly. Um, and then another uh, sort of, you know, planning, if you're thinking about wills and estates, what sort of legacy, um, you know, what should happen if you were to pass unexpectedly, a lawyer is the person that would sit down with you to work through all of those things. So depending on your stage, depending on what significantly, uh, what significant things are happening in your life, a lawyer or somebody for a period of time would be very important, but typically not someone on an ongoing basis you're going to be speaking with all the time because you probably just can't afford to do that. Okay. So let's talk about your Bailey Wick, your warehouse 
licensed insolvency trustee. So yeah, and it really think. Well, I would agree, Elaine. And of course, I'm a little bit biased, but uh, yeah. I a bit facetiously in that, you know, my issue is there's just not enough people know about a licensed insolvency trustee. So a lot of people know about a financial planner, they know about an account, they know about a lawyer, but if they find themselves in debt, they often don't know where to turn. And they don't know that a licensed insolvency trustee is federally licensed, federally regulated, an all-inclusive code of ethics. Um, you know, you have recourse. If anything didn't go according to plan, you know, you, you can basically talk to the LIT's regulator. But an LIT is someone that's going to be able to help you navigate any situation where you're feeling uncomfortable about your debts. So it's not a foregone conclusion that if you sit down with a licensed insolvency trustee, you're going to be filing a bankruptcy or a consumer proposal. Uh, you know, a majority of people that we sit down with, we're able to help them either figure things out under their own steam or help them perhaps refinance or find another solution. Um, but we're going to give you all that information at no charge. We're going to give you the straight goods, just like we do on this show every week, Elaine, of, you know, what are your legal rights and remedies when it comes to a debt? It's going to be specific to your situation, to your debts on a case-by-case basis. What does it mean to you? We're going to help you understand whether a debt is collectible. So even though a collection agent might be threatening you on a 10-year-old debt, we'll sit down with you and say, well, the statute of limitations is actually two years in BC. Here's all the little things about how, well, you might have some uncertainty versus not. But we're going to arm you with that information so you can make a better decision. We're going to tell you what you can do if you just can't pay your debts. You know, do you need to formally file or what can be done to you if, you know, someone takes legal action against you? But essentially, and all-encompassing, we're going to give you free, impartial advice that's going to give you the knowledge uh, and information about the debt solutions that are going to help you out of a tough situation. I want to throw in here, too, before we talk about the red flags when it comes to these professionals, uh, I want to give you the phone number for Sands and Associates. They have offices all over British Columbia. It's 1-800-661-3030. Their website, sands-trustee.com. You can set up that first opportunity to sit down and start to figure out your best next steps if you're feeling like you need to do something that things aren't quite gelling the way they should be. This is a terrific place to start. So let's go back to those red flags, Blair. Um, What are the things that we need to pay attention to or should show up when we're dealing with these these four uh, financial people? Yeah, anytime you're dealing with a financial professional, I think first off, you got to trust your gut. You know, generally our intuition, sometimes we don't listen to it when we should. So really, if that little voice inside you or that feeling in your stomach is telling you something that doesn't feel comfortable, there could be something there. And that's a good indication you want to dive a little bit deeper. Um, I think you really want to make sure that the professional take the time to listen to you and understand your situation. Or do they seem in a hurry and they're just trying to, you know, fit you into a, a pretty predefined box, so to speak? Um, do they make the time and space to let you ask your questions and fully understand the answers? Um, you know, do you feel like you're being engaged in high pressure sales tactics or aggressive sales tactics? Is this, you know, a limited time offer? Well, if you don't sign today, I'm not going to spend any more time on this. Um, you know, these are all the types of things you'd never get from Sands and Associates. But when we hear from other uh, clients who have dealt with other debt help professionals, sometimes they felt pressured to sign in that moment. Um, there was a false sense of urgency that was created. Uh, you know, you also need to look at who you're working with. What are their credentials? You know, are they accredited either in BC or across the whole country? And then finally, if something seems too good to be true, so, you know, if someone's promising you, you know, instant credit repair or we can help you reduce your debts, it's not going to hit your credit at all. Uh, that's just not going to happen ever in this world. If you 
have to restructure your debt. The price of restructuring your debt is that your credit does take a hit. It's certainly more short term and less severe than people think, but there's no way to restructure your debt without your credit taking even a partial hit. So any promise that you can restructure your debt without a credit impact is just completely false. It should send you running the other way. Yeah. And I like I like the fact that you've you've included that option, like get a second opinion. If this doesn't feel right, if this information doesn't feel good, there's nothing standing in your way to getting a second opinion. And it's such a good idea in a, in a situation like this. Oh, absolutely true, Elaine. And, you know, sometimes even if you've met with an LIT, for example, and you didn't feel, you know, so comfortable in that meeting, we've been the second opinion for so many clients who've met with a different LIT. They've come to us and said, okay, we feel more comfortable. We understand things a little bit better now. We're, we're good to go. But definitely any professional you're dealing with, they're not the only game in town. So it really is, do you feel that connection? Do you feel that caring, that empathy? You know, being in debt is not a comfortable situation. You want to make sure whoever you're dealing with is going to be understanding and is going to have, you know, the professional qualifications to help you deal with the situation, not spin wheels for a number of months and leave you in a worse spot than when you started. Yeah, such good advice, Blair. Also, check out their website. Sands and Associates just gives you so much good information right off the bat. You don't even have to call anybody and you can access this at sands-trustee.com or give them a call at 1-800-661-3030 and set up that first meeting as well as find an office near you. And I just want to remind you, they've got offices all over British Columbia. You're listening to Dollars and Cents. So dealing with a debt problem goes far beyond just the financials. And Blair Manton wants you to know Sands & Associates is the best firm that you can choose at this point. They are BC's largest licensed insolvency trustee firm in the province, focused on debt help services for consumers, help thousands, obviously thousands of people get get out of from underneath their debt and really ultimately change their lives with that financial fresh, fresh start. So Blair's got some key messages of reassurance that he and his team want you to know. So do you want to start by telling us a little bit about Sands & Associates for anybody that doesn't know, a little bit about your history even? Yeah, certainly. So uh, used to be called bankruptcy trustees, but Sands & Associates is a firm of licensed insolvency trustees, and we're the people you should call when you need a plan to deal with your debt. So if you find yourself being stressed about your finances, not sure where to turn, don't know how you're going to be making these payments, or you're making all your payments, but you know you'll be in debt for decades to come, uh, a trustee is the best person you can reach out to to get a plan to get you back to owing nobody anything, to be able to have some financial goals in your future, uh, and to really achieve what you want to achieve on a financial basis rather than spending all of your money you know, on interest charges or things that just reoccur every month and don't get you anywhere. Uh, We were founded in 1990 um, in Sands & Associates. I'm proud to say we've grown to become BC's largest firm of licensed insolvency trustees. And all we do is help people and small businesses deal with tough debt situations. So we're not a firm that does 100 different things to 100 different clients. We're very, very competent, very experienced, um, and uh, we have a great reputation um, in helping people when they find themselves in tough situations. I also like the fact that that, uh, Sands & Associates believes that money problems can happen to anyone at any time. It's it's really quite astounding to me over the years that we've been talking about this, Blair, that it's for sometimes for folks, it's just one thing that will trigger a whole host of other things. And before you know it, you're in this pit of debt and you can't figure out how to deal with it. And I like the fact that you know that going in. 
Absolutely, Elaine. You know, we're, we're committed to an approach of genuine care and empathy. So with each of our staff, our, our goal is to treat every client that, that reaches out to us as if they were a close family member going through a very tough time. What sort of empathy and support would that person want to feel? And that's what we aim to provide as much as we can uh, when we're dealing with our clients. And what we really want people to know is that they do have support. There's qualified solutions. Uh, they need to know where to find them. Uh, but there's absolutely light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, there's there's no debt problem that doesn't have a solution. That's what really just gives me so much energy every morning is knowing I'm going to face a bunch of problems on clients in, in different client situations, but I've got the solution to solve those problems because Canadian law is so great. It's very well written. I don't calculate the government a lot, but they did a great job uh, when they wrote their insolvency laws because it really does give somebody a chance to literally turn their life around uh, in a quicker and often less expensive means than, than they thought possible. Um, you know, oftentimes what we do as insolvency trustees, you know, part of it is the numbers and it's understanding, well, you know, what can you afford to pay back and here's how the bankruptcy should be administered. Um, but what's really, um, you know, even more interesting and definitely more gratifying on a day-to-day basis is understanding what does it feel like to be in debt. So what's the current situation the clients are facing uh, when they pick up the phone or walk in the door? And it's oftentimes people are at one of the lowest points in their lives and to be able to help them to suddenly start again, to rebuild that self-worth, um, to get back on track, you know, that could be just such a rewarding thing for myself and for my team here. And in terms of how it feels to be in debt, you know, no surprise to anybody, it doesn't feel good. And when we survey our clients every year, we do a very detailed um, survey over a period of a couple months and release it to the media every year in January. Um, each year, it's very consistent. Over three in five people said the reason they knew they had a debt problem was because overwhelming had manifested itself and they just couldn't ignore it anymore. Uh, For two-thirds of people, self-esteem was suffering because of being in debt. Uh, In a similar proportion, their health was suffering. So, um, you know, stress isn't good for anybody at any time. And definitely we're understanding more and more how physically stress can manifest itself to the point of, you know, even even causing death in in certain people. So uh, definitely dealing with the financial stress can often have really significantly positive physical impacts. Uh, and, you know, finally, as much as one in six people that reached out to us had said they had contemplated thoughts of suicide to deal with their financial situation. Again, for some, for a situation where we know there's a solution, we know people just need to reach out, to know that as, much, as many as one in six people just don't realize that uh, and really have some dark days and dark thoughts uh, just tells us we need to continue to do as much as we can to get the word out that empathetic and supportive debt solutions do exist. I'd I'd like to keep talking about that part, Blair, because I think it's really important and is really significant for Sands & Associates in terms of how you and all of the staff in the offices uh, do your business and talk to people and support them and and help them through this, the... um, whatever situation. And I think the number one one that I've heard you say so many times is your your financial problems do not define you. And I think that is so embedded in people that it that they believe it does. Um, and I think it comes from, you know, our parents and our parents' parents, et cetera, et cetera, you know, that have just sort of instilled that. But but it's not true, especially in today's um landscape where boy oh boy things can change so quickly for folks yeah it's it's often you know it's a sign of a very moral person to want to honor all of your obligations and your commitments and when you think about it you borrowed the money you made a commitment that you were going to pay it back and it's not comfortable to be in a situation where you can't meet a commitment that you've made and oftentimes the more moral and upstanding the person you know the harder that they can really take that and it can really cause 
you know, a significant hit to their self-esteem and a sense of self-worth. Um, so, so much of our meetings, especially at first, it's just helping people really separate that, really understand that, you know, being in debt is a temporary situation. It's not a permanent state. You are not defined by being in debt now. Um, you know, if you're in debt five years from now, well, that's, that's a bit of a challenge. You didn't take the steps and that's going to start to define you, but don't let that happen, you know. Um, it's not a reflection of you of your character, you or your character. And quite often, being in debt is often not your fault. So one of my colleagues, uh, her name is Darlene, one of her uh, pieces of advice that she put on her bio, which I thought was great, is she says, financial difficulties are not a reflection of who you are as a person. They're only a symptom of something bigger that you may have no control over. And this really played out in our survey as well. As many as four out of five individuals, when we really drilled down, was, what's, the, what's the issue that caused you to have to file a bankruptcy or a proposal? Four of the five top main causes were illness, injury, or health-related problems not within your control, overextension of credit due to cost of living, outpacing income, generally not within your control. You're not con- con- controlling the inflation these days that's happening. Marital or relationship breakdown, oftentimes that can come without warning, and then job-related or job loss. So the vast majority of situations, when I sit down and I, and I, I hear an individual's uh, story of what they've been through and what they've done, Sometimes I can't find anything that they could have done different that would lead to a different outcome. And what they need to do is just start to forgive themselves a little bit for some of, you know, okay, maybe they could have tweaked a little thing here or there, but it wouldn't have resulted in a sea change to their situation. Uh, They need to be focused on what they can do now rather than judging themselves for for their conduct in the past. Yeah, I think really good points, Blair. Um, If if we're already describing you or someone you know and you think uh, they could use a hand, uh, get them to give Sands & Associates a call. The the phone number is 1-800-661-3030. Or if you want to check out their website, please do that. It's sands-trustee.com. Now, I wanted to move on a little bit, Blair, and talk about some of the things that Sands & Associates and and your estate managers want people to know when it comes Mm -hmm to asking for help. Yeah, absolutely. I think really top on that list is you do deserve to live with dignity. So just because you're in debt doesn't mean that you have to submit yourself to harassment, to being berated, uh, to feeling like a failure. Uh, Being in debt can cause a lot of shame, a lot of self-blame, but everyone is deserving of a financial fresh start. And regardless of, of any of your debt situation, you absolutely do deserve to be treated with and to live with dignity and respect. So we try to emphasize that right from the start, uh, that as humans, we've got certain things that, you know, just the base level of dignity and respect is just endemic to us. Um, and we want people to understand as well, you know, life goes on and you can and will move beyond this current challenge. So it can be really, really tough in the moment in the eye of the storm to think out, you know, two, five or 10 years and know that eventually all this shall pass. Um, but absolutely, as I've often said, you know, debt always has a solution. It's not something that's going to persist for your entire life. So you will be able to move forward. Excellent. What are a couple of other ones? I know you've got I've got a few more listed that we want to talk about. Yeah, I think just one uh, last quote that I would say here, it's from my colleague Raj, um, on, on his bio, again, one of his key pieces of advice that he gives is we can't control what happened in the past, but we can help you understand where you're at today so you can move forward to your goals and your debt-free future. So the more that we can get away from really dwelling on all that's happened in the past, all that we could have controlled or not, and really focus on the future, focus on that plan, get behind it and get enthused about it, um, that's where we're going to have the real transformation, the real change, the turnaround in people's lives. Are, are people or most people surprised to learn um, the kinds of things that come with figuring out debt and debt management? 
every day. Um, Elena, it's, sometimes it's, I enjoy my job because I feel like I'm giving good news a lot of times that people didn't anticipate. So, you know, a lot of times people feel like they're the only person facing their situation. No one's ever been through it before. And people are quite surprised to learn, um, you know, in 2019, there were almost 140,000 people in Canada across the country um, who worked with a a licensed insolvency trustee to file either a personal bankruptcy or a consumer proposal. So somewhere between 100 and 150,000 people year in, year out in Canada do restructure their debts, and so you're definitely not alone. Um, quite often people are really surprised to learn um, that credit and debt borrowing, credit ratings, how everything interacts is not how they, how they typically thought. Uh, and there's a lot of education in our counseling sessions about how credit ratings actually work, about how often keeping a perfect credit rating can be at the expense of your overall financial health. So I really enjoyed that part of it, of helping people understand, you know, yeah, credit rating is a report card. You don't need to have A-pluses at every stage in your life. And sometimes um, the right decision is to take a short-term hit to your credit report, restructure all the debt, and then be in a better position to save money in the future and rebuild the credit over time. So oftentimes people are very surprised to see, okay, we can have a strategy with our credit rating. It doesn't need to just be perfect at every stage. Excellent. And how straightforward are debt solutions these days? And how, you know, how do the processes that people can choose from actually work? I know you've got some good, good statistics on that. Yeah, well, for most people, they're very surprised to know how how actually straightforward and easy it is to file either a bankruptcy or a consumer proposal. It's still something you don't go into lightly, but for 80% of people, they said if they knew how straightforward it was, they would have acted more quickly. So if you think it's a very difficult, convoluted process, it isn't. Um, and I think for another thing that people are sometimes surprised is when you're dealing with a licensed insolvency trustee, the, an LIT is not paid by commission, not paid by your creditors at all. So they really don't have a vested interest in you pursuing one option or another. An LIT is just an impartial um, an officer of the court, essentially, to help you understand what your options are and help you choose the right option to move forward. I'm going to give you the phone number again. It's 1-800-661-3030 to uh, get that first appointment. Sands-trustee.com is the website. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. So how do you know which debt solution is the best one for you to take? You may already know that you need some help, but what's the next best thing to do uh, and uh, the next best action? So Blair Manton, BC Licensed Insolvency Trustee, works with folks across the province who are already looking for that better way to manage debts and getting guidance on how to move forward financially. So Blair's got some key aspects of, of how they assess a person's situation, as well as considerations when giving advice and evaluating different debt solutions. So Blair, can you tell us when's the right time to reach out to a, a licensed insolvency trustee? And then second to that, what are some of the common situations that people are facing when you hear from them these days? Yeah, certainly, Elaine. So. You know, essentially, a licensed insolvency trustee is going to be your best ally. When you find yourself in debt, looking for a way out, a licensed insolvency trustee is absolutely someone who's going to be there side by side, helping you get to that point where you owe nobody anything. If you're dealing with an LIT, licensed insolvency trustee, uh, you're getting someone who's a professional with unmatched expertise and experience. All we do is help people deal with tough debt situations, we're very qualified to do so. So it might be the first time you're facing something like this in your life and you don't know what the options are. The trustee that you're sitting down with has probably had a similar situation just a few times that day, uh, let alone that various months, years of experience that they build up. 
there's essentially no wrong time to get in touch with a licensed insolvency trustee. You know, a couple of real hallmarks of the people that phone us are if they're struggling to pay their debt, they're looking at the budget, and there's just not enough money to go around to keep everybody happy. They're unsure what to do about a debt. You know, maybe there's a debt that's been hanging around for a long time, they're not making progress, or something they haven't paid in a long, whole long time, and they're wondering, well, what do I really have to do with that debt? Um, or if they're just looking for a plan to get out of debt faster. You know, they're paying debt down, they're making all their payments, there's room in the budget, but they understand it's going to be 10, 20, or 30 years at this rate before they're actually going to be out of debt. Um, all of those types of factors can lead to a very productive discussion with a licensed insolvency trustee. And in those discussions, you know, it's in general, types of things that we'll talk about, it's not limited to, uh, but we're going to give you advice on common debt types like credit cards, income taxes, student loans. We're going to answer all of your specific concerns about specific debts, you know, whether it's a personal debt, a government debt, a family debt, or, or you know, from a large bank. Uh, we're going to answer all of your questions and then explain to you in detail, here's the suite of options that you have uh, to get out of debt. Some of them include working with a licensed insolvency trustee. Some of them are things that you can just do on your own. Uh, but we're going to give you clear calculations, clear plans on what you can do to go forward, a suite of options. You can choose to keep doing what you're doing, but at least you'll have the information to know uh, what the options are to get you out of debt as quickly as possible. I think it's really important, too, to remind people that in this country and in this province, but nationally, a licensed insolvency trustee is legally empowered, both federally and provincially, to help people with debt. And really, you're, I mean, while we get in, uh, bombarded with all kinds of ads and things about, you know, doing this and doing that, you guys are really it. Licensed insolvency trustees are really it in terms of legally being able to cover a whole bunch of areas that other people just can't. Absolutely, Elaine. And I wish as a profession, licensed insolvency trustees did a better job of telling that story. And that's why I'm so pleased we do the, um, the show on CKNW each week, because just people don't know that. But And they can sometimes flail about just not sure who to go to for help or thinking that no professional exists to help people in tough situations. And absolutely, we exist. We're here. We help people every day. And what really is gratifying to me um, is when I hear people say, you know, I had no idea, but then I learned about an LIT and I was so much better off. It stopped my suffering. And about two-thirds of people that we sit down with, they say they would have acted sooner if they just knew. If they knew trustees were out there, if they knew the options that were available, and if they knew things weren't as bad uh, in terms of the options of a bankruptcy or a proposal, then they might have assumed they would have gotten action, taken action sooner and been that much better off. Okay. Before we go on to the next question, I just want to throw in the phone number if you're thinking, okay, this is me. I need to do something about this now. This is the phone number for Sands & Associates. It's one 800 661 3030 or the website sands-trustee.com. So what are some of the main debt resolution options that you help people look at and figure out for themselves? Yeah, I think this is useful, Elaine, because I think people need to understand when you sit down with a licensed insolvency trustee, it's not a, you know, choose bankruptcy, choose proposal, and that's that. It's we're going to explore every option available to you and help you understand what's best in your situation. So, you know, one of the first options we'll look at, well, can you just contact your creditors? Can you negotiate informally? Uh, perhaps you'll get a better result than you think. Um, you know, if it's just a personal debt to somebody or, um, you know, it's a debt to a bank or you've had a long standing relationship, you might be surprised at what you'd be able to achieve 
if you just um, come to, to a creditor with a plan saying, you know, let's do a reduced interest, let's do some increased payments or decreased payments, whatever the circumstances would be. But oftentimes people neglect the idea of just going straight to their creditors and trying to see if they will work out some situation. It can work if the debts are low and there's some ability to make payments. If the debts are excessive and you've got multiple creditors, it can be a very difficult strategy. But one of the first things we'll look at is, you know, just contacting your creditors informally. What about the uh, the old debt consolidation topic? That always comes up. That's definitely one of the options to assess. And just about everybody that's in my office, they've tried that already. Usually it's the first thing that people do is, okay, I've got a bunch of debt to a bunch of people at high interest. Let me see if I can put all that together at a lower interest rate. Let me go to my trusty neighborhood bank and see if they'll give me a consolidation loan. Um, so it's an option that if you can qualify for it, it can save you some money. Uh, but a couple of hiccups here is first off, a lot of people can't qualify for a consolidation loan because if their credit is already pretty maxed out, um, they're depending on a bank to take a risk by paying off all of the other creditors. And then now you only owe a single bank. And what if you don't pay them back in full? That bank has taken a pretty significant risk. So it can be tough to qualify for a consolidation loan. Sometimes they want a co-signer, which is never a good idea. So talk to a trustee before you start co-signing debts that weren't already co-signed. Um, but a consolidation loan is where a lot of people start. They just try to borrow the money. But oftentimes they're either not approved or if they are approved, it's at a payment that is just very high. and makes it very difficult for the budget to work. And when it comes to advertising in, in all areas, we often hear about private debt counselors or credit counselors. How do, how do I assess that if that's a good choice? Well, very carefully would be my, my advice, um, because just as I mentioned earlier, saying I wish trustees told, did a better job of telling our story, trustees are outspent by a factor of probably five or ten to one by not-for-profit credit counselors, for-profit credit counselors, debt advisors, so it's really not a level playing field. If you start to go online and look for, you know, bankruptcy assistance, sometimes the top hits that you see won't be licensed insolvency trustees, they just can't afford to pay all that money for the keywords, but are the actual people that can help you. So definitely be careful as you assess if you're working with a private debt um, or a credit counselor. Uh, there's a couple different ways this can be structured. One can be a debt settlement where you'll make a lump sum payment, you know, maybe a third of the debt in one fell swoop. And if you've got that money kicking around, that can work for you, but it can be difficult to accumulate otherwise. Um, otherwise, oftentimes what a credit counselor will do is they'll negotiate payment in full of your debts, but they'll get an interest freeze and give you a term of up to five years to pay it off. So that might sound great, you know, $20,000, I paid off over five years, no more interest, that saved me a ton of money. But it might not be your best option because you might have been able to file a consumer proposal and instead of paying back that full 20000 you might be paying back six or seven or $8,000 and having a very similar, if not the same, credit rating impact. So be very careful if you're assessing options from a private provider because they might not be the best options available to you under Canadian law. You can only access those through a licensed insolvency trustee. Yeah, really important, and and uh, I can't stress that enough because I just think that's one of the most important things uh, to think about and or to know before you even start the process. And in wrapping up, we just got about a minute left in this segment. Um, can you talk about the best way for consumers to get in touch with a licensed insolvency trustee? You talked about just looking them up, and they often don't show up at the top of the list, uh, competing mm -hmm. for space with the credit counselors. Uh, but what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, the best bet is to go online. Just go to sands-trustee.com uh, or give us a call at 310-0911 anywhere in the province. Uh, it's a free call. That's a free consultation. And just one of the last things that we're going to talk about, too, just in the option, I know just a few seconds here, is a trustee is going to tell you if you could actually do nothing. 
If your judgment proves there's a case that a debt just doesn't need to be addressed, we're going to help you investigate that and charge you nothing to figure it out. So all of the options will be evaluated when you're dealing with a licensed insolvency trustee. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I'm glad you included that. Uh, Sands-trustee.com, as Blair said, is the website. It's also, uh, you can make your appointment through the website. Also, there's just lots and lots and lots of good information, questions and answers to explain things a little more deeply, uh, if that will help you uh, to, to, to uh, take that first step. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. We're going to talk about in this segment the do's and don'ts for paying off credit cards. And this is always such an enlightening segment when we talk about credit cards because it still shocks me. Uh, so many pieces of the whole credit card system and the, and, uh, and what you get, what you get hung, hung with as well. So we're going to have some tips to deal with credit card debt and to deal with it for good. Lots of folks struggle to pay off credit card balances. Know this, you're not alone, and Blair's going to give us some insights into ways you can pay down your credit card debts faster, as well as some pitfalls to watch out for on that path. So Blair, as a debt management professional, what do you think it is about credit cards in particular that can make them such a nuisance, normalized, bigger than you think type of debt? Yeah, it's a good question, Elaine, and it is a fact that the credit cards are the dominant type of debt that really cause people issues when they come to see a licensed insolvency trustee more than five times higher than the next next type of debt that, that was called out. Um, so it can create a real problem for consumers. You know, why are they so common? Well, they're convenient, right? In, in our, um, you know, very fast-paced type of economy, you know, just tap to make a purchase, you know, putting your credit card online. A lot of places are stopping to take cash, especially, you know, during pandemic times and things like that. So they're convenient, they're common, and, you know, everyone just gets gets used to having credit cards um, in their wallet. But the issue is they're also costly, and that's what tends to really trip people up, is not understanding just, you know, how expensive it can be if you're not paying off your credit card balance each month. Um, and that debts can go from what you might consider a nuisance to something out of control relatively quickly. Uh, a couple examples here is if you had a $10,000 balance on a typical credit card, which is about 19.9% interest, if you were making only the minimum payments each month, it would take you 25 years and one month to pay off that $10,000. We're not talking $100,000, we're talking $10,000, taking you 25 years to pay off, and you would have paid interest of more than $12,000. So, you basically be paying back double what you borrowed plus more um, just by carrying that balance on the credit card. And the credit card companies make it so easy every month to just pay the minimum balance. Your credit will be great, but they know you'll probably never pay down that debt just working towards minimum payments alone, or at least take 25 years to do so, which is in, definitely not in your best interest. You know, even a balance on a low rate card, so that same $10,000 at a 10.9% interest rate, which you know significantly lower, and that's definitely something people should try to do. We'll talk about that to try to lower their interest rates, but the minimum payments only, it would still take you 16 years and nine months. So even chopping the interest almost in half, you're still going to be in debt for quite some time, and you still pay interest of about $4,200 over the course of time you're paying off the debt. So even that that, that $10,000 balance, which a lot of people might say, well, that doesn't sound like something you'd need such drastic help with, it can really turn into something bigger over time and hold people back from achieving financial goals. Yeah, and very quickly, right? I mean, it can happen so quickly with an interest rate like that. That's right, yes. All right, tips for paying off that credit card debt, which I'm pretty sure most of us have, if not on a month-to-month -month basis, sometimes months-to-months, right? 
Yeah, exactly. It's very few people that never carry a balance, you know, for at least, you know, a series of months. And some people are just stuck in a cycle for years of only making the the minimum payments until they choose to do something different, like coming to see a licensed insolvency trustee, for example. Uh, One of the key do's uh, is to try to lower your interest rates. And a lot of people don't don't think to do this, but you could phone up your card issuer at any point and say, you know, and this generally works best if your balance is a little bit on the lower side, you've always paid on time, and you're a long-term customer. Customer, you could phone up and say, you know, my card's at 19.9%. I've done my research. I know there's other competitive cards out there that might be at 109 or a little bit lower. You know, I'd like to see what you can do for me to retain my business. And that can be an interesting conversation, especially if you're armed with your research ahead of time, knowing what the options are. So oftentimes your, your credit card issuer will make you aware of cards that they don't advertise heavily, but they will provide to you in, in in lieu of losing you as a customer to somebody else who would give you a better rate. So just by asking that question, you might be able to save some money. Um, and then sometimes you might find, okay, I've got to leave my existing card uh, card issuer and go to, to another card that's got a lower interest rate, but you can investigate whether there's the op- opportunity to transfer some balances to that lower interest rate card. But definitely be careful, especially in the last number of years, they put in a lot higher transaction fees than 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 uh, before. So sometimes it can be a 1% to 3% of the balance that you're transferring uh, can be just a cost of doing that transfer. So you need to make sure that makes sense, that you are saving money if you're transferring uh, balances from one card to a lower rate card. That's really good. Just the fact that you said transaction fee, because that's how it's going to show up on any documents as well. So that's that's it's good to know that that's what that is. Um, I also want to say, you know, sans-trustee.com is the website if you want more good information about credit card debt and how to manage it and how to do a better job. Their phone number if you want to take action and talk to somebody, 1-800-661-3030 to really get this under under control. So I guess, can we look at some steps to take or or some dues, some significant dues, and I guess stop using it altogether would be the ultimate thing. Yeah, if you find yourself with a credit card debt that you're getting worried about, you know, one of the most important things you can do, and sometimes you'll see people, okay, they're going to freeze their credit card and, you know, in a block of ice in the freezer or something like that, whatever it takes. But it's just the idea, if you find yourself in a hole, the first thing you do is stop digging. So it's the idea of just stopping to use your credit card, because sometimes it can be really tough to see, well, you know, I've made these purchases, I paid this off, I'm paying this minimum fee, this interest is charged. It can just get really confusing. So it's really helpful if you've got a problem on a card to stop Stop using that card altogether just so you can start to get it under control. Um, Or if you do need to use the card going forward, use it for things you've already got the money set aside for. So if there's some uh, vendors or things you buy that you can only do with a credit card, well, once you get home, maybe make that payment right away or at least have the money set aside so you can cover that balance and you're not going to be increasing it over time. And I guess using a prepaid credit card would also fall in in that category too as a good good way to manage it better? Yeah, so using, there's two types of cards that kind of operate similarly, but with a couple key differences, a prepaid credit card or a secured credit card. And the benefit on both of those is you really can't get into trouble because the credit limit is going to be essentially however much money you've deposited onto the card. So a prepaid credit card, you could buy it, you know, pick any big retailer, they all sell them. Uh, They can have relatively high transaction fees, so be aware of that. Uh, But when you buy a prepaid card, say you put $200 on it, once you've charged roughly that $200, 
$100, the car is just going to stop working at that point. So you don't need to worry about, you know, having mul- multiple years of interest. Um, you don't need to worry about going over your limit and not being aware of it. So it can be good, you know, just to constrain yourself a little bit if you need that. Uh, a secured credit card operates very similarly, uh, but with two important differences. One is usually the fees are much lower, in my experience, with a secured credit card than a prepaid. But even more important than that is a secured credit card is actually going to help you build your credit because you have to apply for a secured credit card. You don't just buy it off the shelf with no trace to you personally. When you apply for a secured credit card and you want to confirm this with your lender, but the best secured credit cards will report monthly to both credit bureaus, giving you a really good track record if you're trying to rebuild your credit and you're not able to get a credit card without a deposit, then a secured credit card can do a whole lot more from you for you than a prepaid credit card would do. Okay. Can we go through a couple of more do's just to remind people if they've stopped doing this to start doing it, especially when it comes to paying off if you've got a bunch of credit cards that you've been managing, the the best thing to do with them? Yeah, I think the biggest thing to do is to be very cautious about using credit to pay off debt. So whether it's a balance transfer, as we talked about, if it's increasing your borrowing limits or even, heaven forbid, getting a co-signer to sign off on a consolidation loan for you, you really need to make sure you've done all of the analysis that you understand the potential downside. And if you do consolidate your debt, you know, clear off the credit card with a new loan, for example, it's so important to stop using that old credit card. I've seen again and again people have consolidation loans and they have the original cards that were consolidated back up to where they were before. So you really have to take care and change the behavior behavior that caused the debt issue. Okay. What else? We've just got about 10 more seconds. Blair, what's the most important thing to do? Most important thing is to reach out for help. So don't suffer alone. Don't suffer in silence. Reach out before you think your situation is so drastic. A trustee can put you in the right direction. That's excellent. Thank you. And how you do that is easily through their website, sans-trustee.com, or give them a call, 1-800-661-3030, offices all over British Columbia. You've been listening to Dollars and Cents. See you next time. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.